Our Psalter today is Psalm 98, which is found on page 818 of your hymnal. And we'll be doing response number one. a new song for the Lord has done marvelous things God's right hand and holy arm have gotten the victory the Lord has declared victory and has revealed his vindication in the sight of the nations the Lord has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel all the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God Sing a new song to the Lord, who restores the Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody. With trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the ruler. Sing a new song to the Lord who restores the ends of the earth. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord, who comes to judge the earth. The Lord will judge the earth with righteousness and the peoples with equity. Sing a new song to the Our scripture lesson is Psalm 150, found on the front of your bulletin. Praise for God's surpassing greatness. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his surpassing greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with clanging cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Before we go into our hymnic sermon, where we sing the first and last of several of our favorite hymns. I want to thank Audrey for that sermon. I did not put her up to that. That was, awesome. that was terrific. We are very, very pleased with that. 
one of the questions I asked Pastor Steve when I was interviewing for this position a little over two years ago was, does this congregation sing? And he emphatically, quickly responded, yes, they do. Because I wanted to know. And I also asked him about the importance and connection of music to the service and to the sermon and to the scripture reading. And he encouraged me to connect as much as possible. And that's what we try to do through our hymns and our responses and Psalter and Offertory and choir anthem. We try to connect those to the scripture readings for the day and for the sermon topics. But that isn't always easily done or even possible. And Pastor Steve said that was fine because he believes, and I agree with him, that the preached sermon isn't the only sermon in the service. Each, each word spoken, each scripture read, each hymn sung, each piece of music played, within it has its own sermon, and that hopefully meets the needs of someone who is listening on that particular day. Before we moved to York in 1994, we were attending the United Methodist Church in Hemingway, South Carolina. Now, many of you probably have no idea where that is, but if you know where Florence is, you go about 30 minutes due south. Um, if you know where Georgetown is, you go a little more than that north. In the middle of tobacco country in our state, and on one particular Sunday, I was leading a hymn sing. And on this particular hymn sing, we did not take requests ahead of time. We didn't plan ahead. We just showed up and let folks just shout out hymn numbers. And our wonderful accompanist, uh, keyboardist, was ready for that and could do it. And that's what we did. But someone in the congregation noticed after about the fifth hymn that there was a pattern developing. So I'm going to call out some of the numbers that would have that would be apl applicable here to what was happening there. And let's see if you can pick up on what the pattern is or what the connection is. Here were some of the hymn numbers that were called out for that particular day. 521. Now you don't have to look them up. Just 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 pay attention to the numbers. 85 161, 5. Have you figured it out yet? I see a couple people who are, yes. And someone in this congregation probably would be someone like Greg who would say, when we go sing number 77? Because they all happen to be highway numbers in that area. And they just happened to be the hymns that people were calling out. Not sure how that connected to anything spiritual, but it was about that community. Now, I don't know though if those particular numbers are significant hymns or not. <laughs> Might be worth checking out, but they all happen to be local highway numbers. Sir. I just realized this. I think I looked at it before. 378. Highway 378. 
Yeah. Goes from, that's Amazing Grace, my father's favorite hymn. We lived on Highway 378. There you go. There you go. So the hymn texts written by many well-known hymn writers, Charles Wesley, George Whitefield, William Dix, Fanny Crosby, Isaac Watts, John Newton, Martin Luther, and many, many others. I feel strongly that these two books are so interwoven, the Bible and the hymnal. Because everything in the hymnal either comes from the Bible or is inspired by the Bible. So we can, we can draw so many connections. And I'll, I'll bet you're like me. Most of the scriptures that you know and can say right off the top of your head, you probably have memorized through song more so than just by reading the text in the Bible which is a wonderful thing. So let us sing, beginning with number 133, Leaning on the Everlasting Arm.
Please stand.